Hello everybody and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 465 of Conversation Street. I am Michael and I've got a special guest with me today. Are you, are you a special guest or are you a co-host today? What do you want to be? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be a, a special guest, a friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Georgia Taylor, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Michael. You're right. Yeah, really good, thanks. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I am okay. Yeah, just enjoying my good. Easter break at the moment. Yeah, oh God, you need it. Oh, tell me about that, I know. Do you, do you have a good Easter? Yeah, I did. We got to um, do a little bit of an outside meet-up um, with my brother uh, and partner and um, their little boys, so that was nice because we've just not seen them for ages. So, And we were really lucky, actually, because the weather was gorgeous yeah. on Sunday because we thought we were going to be sort of... I had, like, loads of jumpers with me and we thought we were going to be out with the outside heaters on and actually it was gorgeous. We got, like, a, a few hours of sunshine. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, we had some friends around in our garden as well. We, we always have to oh, add on, in the garden, outside, yeah, I know, everybody. Yeah, you just know it's going to be, like, splashed all over the papers. <laughs> it's like, no, honestly, we were in the garden. It's allowed. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, when yeah. was, I can't remember. When was the last time you came on the podcast? Was it when we had our Game of Thrones chat? Yes, it was. And hilariously, that was when I had to leave halfway through because my tea was ready. Yes, I remember that now. <laughs> I, didn't for, I didn't realise it was going to go on for so long. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realise it was going to go on for so long. So Mark was like making the tea and I was like, oh, I'll be done by whatever time. <laughs> and then he just got, I think he'd written a little note to slip under the door because he didn't want to disturb me to be like, uh, tea's ready in five minutes. That's so funny. You, you get any uh, upcoming meals in the next, you know, hour, no, half an hour? Fine. We're, we're fine. No, we're good we're all go. good, all good. Well, we're, we're talking about classic Coronation Street today, aren't we? That's what you've yeah, rocked we are. up for because you've been watching yeah. some of the old um, ITV3 episodes. Yeah, that's right. It's weird because I kind of, I put it off for a while. So obviously when... When we knew that the Battersby's were coming up, as you can imagine, I was getting like loads of tweets and stuff going, oh, Battersby's are arriving on. And I was kind of a bit in denial going, oh, it's fine. Don't you think about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was you that said to me, like, does it feel like watching old kind of home videos? And mm-hmm. I think I had that fear of like watching your cringy home videos as a teenager in front of potentially millions of people. So <laughs> it just wasn't appealing to me at all. Yeah. Um, and then I had a weekend when I was up in Manchester. I'd been filming and I stayed up there. So I was just on my own all weekend. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Maybe I'll just dip my toe in. And then I was just, I couldn't stop watching it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? So it's this, so this good. Is, this is January 1998 we're on at the moment, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's there's quite a lot of Battersby's going on at the moment, isn't there? I, th- I think we need, to, we need to talk about that first. What was it like seeing yourself <laughs> from all those years ago? Well, do you know what? Honestly, I, I actually, it sounds kind of dramatic to say this, but I feel like I've sort of forgiven myself in a way because I think, <laughs> you know, as actors, we're always sort of very self-critical, aren't we? And, you know, you can look back at something you did a month ago and go, oh, God, I wouldn't do it like that now. Mm. So looking back at something from, like, 23 years ago when I had literally no camera experience, I'd ne- you know, I'd only done, like, lots of youth theatre and stuff. I'd never worked with cameras. Um you know, obviously, you know, I do it better now. <laughs> but I kind of, I can see, I'm like, do you know what? I know that I was trying so hard and I was kind of so happy to be there and 
so committed and really just trying to learn from everybody that I was working with. Mm. Um, so, and also, I, it almost doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm watching someone else. I'm, I feel so far removed from it. Yeah. Um, it's really bizarre. So I've actually just enjoyed and gone, do you know what? It was really daft. It was a really fun time. We were very much given the brief, more is more. I mean, do you know what I mean? When we mm. first came in, it, everything was like bigger and bigger. And then I think we all found our level that was kind of, you know, we still had that Battersby spirit, but it wasn't quite so pantomime. It, it, we just found, we all found level with it, I think. Yeah. Um, well, we sort of got into our groove, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've loved, I mean, aside from just watching watching the Batterspees, obviously I'm just loving watching all those characters that, that we haven't got anymore. I've just yeah. felt really nostalgic about it all. Yeah. Like, like who? Who have you uh, enjoyed watching? Um, well, the first episode, there was a, the first one that I watched, I kind of dipped in randomly, and it was there was a lot of stuff with um, Fred and Ashley. Mm. And I just, I had such a new appreciation for that partnership, watching it <clears throat> second time round. I just think they were both absolutely wonderful. Um, and interestingly, it was all the stuff with um, Zoe, mm. who was played by my friend Joanne Frogger, and we actually lived together Um probably around this time so I think the first maybe six to eight months I was on the show I was still living at home with my mum and dad um in Wigan mm. and then Joe and I um because she was her family she was in Whitby so Joe and I decided to rent a flat together which was so much fun and I think this was probably around the time when we would have been moving into our little flat together yeah. um so it was yeah it was just it was it was really fun watching all that stuff um and then obviously the classics like Jack and Vera, um, Alec Gilroy, you know, all these and Maud. Oh God, they were just wonderful. Mm. I think some of the, sometimes some of those characters kind of been lost to history a bit, haven't they? Especially like mm. Maud. Maud's a brilliant mm. character, but she doesn't get brought up very much when you like when people talk about the old Corrie Battle actors. But she, she was in the yeah. show for you know quite a while in the nineties, and she was fab. Yes, yeah, she was. She was extraordinary. I mean, she really was so kind of nuanced and just believable and very, very dry. I mean, and I remember her as a woman being just very lovely, very friendly, you know, nothing frightening about her in real life at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. There has been, there's been quite a few characters like that that I've kind of gone, oh, I had it almost forgotten and I've just forgotten how, how wonderful you are. Um, and I've just, um, the stuff that I'm, I've just been watching yesterday um, is all the Haley stuff with Alma. And again, I absolutely loved Alma. What a fantastic character, what a brilliant actress yeah. Amanda Barry is. Um, and it's really sweet because um, I think the stuff I've been watching is Haley's kind of a bit obsessed with Alma because obviously she's a bit of a loner and um, and she and, and Alma's kind of shown her a bit of kindness and, and Haley's just taken that to mean that they're like best mates and she's like following around and it's just adorable. Yeah, because I, I mean, I obviously watched it back in the day, but as it was so long ago, I'd forgotten mm. all the little details of it and I'd forgotten how uh, this how it all started with Haley and her being. A bit of a she was she was obsessed, wasn't she, with Alma? Yeah. Like I said, somebody showing her a bit of kindness, but um, yeah. it immediately kind of makes you warm to her. Oh she's God! Just, like, you, yeah. you take pity on her, feel sorry for her, and you can see that she's she's lovely, and that's one of the things I love so much about Haley. She's one of my favourite characters ever. Just how yeah. pure and and nice and good she is, and you can see that right from the very start. Oh, definitely, and I just think um, Julie's portrayal. So much of that comes from her. I mean, it really, we shouldn't underestimate at all just what she brought to that character because, 
I think, you know, she was only meant to be in the show for a short time. And, you know, and it's difficult as an actor, you know, coming into a job like that is difficult enough anyway. But if you know you've only got a limited shelf life and, you know, it, it, it can be even more nerve wracking. But she just really took every single, every single scene and every single line and just made it something really tender and beautiful. And, and you know, you can see why she evolved into being, you know, such a well-loved character. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, you, you've not seen any of the stuff with her and Roy yet, have you? No. No, I can't wait. I can't so, wait to see that. I think I'm a couple of of weeks ahead of you. Yeah. That way. But you, you've just because you've just seen Nick and Leanne's wedding, haven't you? Which we'll get, get yeah. to in a little bit. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the Haley stuff has just been her going around with Alma. So uh, when you get yeah. to the Roy stuff, it's it's so lovely. I, oh. I, I was looking forward to seeing that romance blossoming again, um, but watching it a second time, it just made me. I think it's made me love them even more. Now, back, oh. back then, you didn't realise, you know, what it was going to turn into. I think I probably no, enjoyed it, not. but it probably felt, you know, just like, a, oh, this, this is nice. These characters seem quite sweet together. But now, you yeah. know, it's the beginning of this epic, you know, 15-year relationship. And then obviously the tragedy, how it ends. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I, I, I really, really am loving it. Yeah, no, you're right. You can watch it now. We can watch it with 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 hindsight and know what's yeah. coming, and just have a different appreciation of it. Yeah, definitely. And even like the the fact that um, Roy doesn't know about Haley's uh, past yet, and that and that's mm-hmm. still to come. And it's like it's you. Know, I'm watching it, thinking, oh, I know it's going to come, and she's going to reveal yeah. it to him, and he's going to going to dismiss her, and uh, oh, yeah. It, it's I'm so so looking forward to all of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving a little. Speaking about her being um, a transsexual, one of the things that I remember reading, I think it was in an interview with with Julie a a while back, was how she they they made it so she was like covering up her Adam's apple, Um, and and I've noticed that just watching it this time because she's she's got the the polo necks on, doesn't she? The the turtlenecks and the um and and little neckerchiefs and everything. I love the little details like that, and it's something you wouldn't remark on at first. No, you wouldn't, because we as an audience didn't know. And I think also, generally, we were all quite naive about those kind of things anyway. We, you know, oh, yeah. just the fact that she was the first um, trans character in, you know, in a, in a, in a main time, uh, a primetime show like that. We, we just didn't, we were so ill-informed, weren't we, generally? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right, just those kind of details and, yeah, just, just how important they were in just making a, a really well-rounded character. Yeah, and I suppose the, the fact that she's going after um, Alma and like wanting to be best friends with her is mm. is a bit like that, isn't it? She she sees this role models that that she wants to to be like. Yeah, this really confident, kind of self assured, brilliant, gorgeous woman. I mean, just I can't praise Alma enough. I just yeah, she's just she's just so watchable, and I love her relationship with Audrey, her and Sue Nichols together. Oh, it's just genius. I know, I know. And it's, it's, I think um, Audrey's been making fun of Haley as well. I mean, they, they all have, really. Mm. <laughs> it was just so sad. I mean, what, what, you're about to come up to um, the uh, dinner party that, all, that Alma arranges, and it's got... Um, right. I think it's got... I think they're trying to set Haley up with Curly, and then Roy's there as well, and then they obviously pair off. But Audrey's there just getting drunker and making these inappropriate yeah. comments, but he's still kind of love her. Brilliant. They, you're right, they, they, the, the characters, there were just so many... Big classic characters back then. You just make when you watch them. Are you like going, "Oh, it's such and such the character," or are you going, "Oh, it's such and such the the person, my colleague"? Um, it, I think it depends who it is. I think with some of them, with Pete, you know, with some of the people that say I didn't work with as much, um, then I'm able to sort of go, 
oh that you know I can see them more I can step away from it more and see the character um with people that I worked with for a longer time or people that I had a real affection for people for example who are no longer with us like Liz Dawn and and Bill Tame um then you know you kind of watch it you watch it and appreciate what fantastic actors they were but you also kind of you feel your heart sort of melting because you just you know they're no longer with us and just how how welcoming they were and they were just honestly they they just were so lovely I remember um so it would have been 2010 when they did the 50th anniversary the big the tram crash and everything um and I got invited to the big 50th anniversary dinner, which was lovely. So they invited quite a lot of old cast members and I was lucky enough to be one of those people. Mm. Um, and I remember seeing them both and just, I mean, I almost didn't think they'd remember who I was because you think how many people they've worked with. And yeah. I was just a kid then and how many kids have come, you know, through those doors and then left again. Um, and just the way that, um, oh, just the way that Liz like threw her arms around me and she went, oh, look who it is. And, were honestly they were really something special um so yeah i'm watching that with with a real fondness for the characters but real love for the for the the actors the people themselves yeah they had such brilliant chemistry and what's going on with um with what you've seen have you seen a bit with vera putting her foot through the through the stairs and the stairs removing everything yeah, all of, she's just been rescued by the um, fire brigade. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Getting out, out the window. window. <laughs> I mean, that was just, just yeah, hilarious. And that was funny. It was just like you know, a little three, four episode, little mini story, wasn't mm. it? <laughs> just, just for, for comedy, really. Yeah, but just done so brilliantly in a real, a real nice mix of characters, and I just, I love that relationship between. Um, uh, Alec and the Duckworth is just that's yeah. fabulous as well. Um, and his kind of little asides and one liners are just perfect. Oh, I know, he was so good, Roy Barrowclough. Oh, he, so good. The, the thing with him, um, in this story was he was refusing to pay for the stairs, wasn't he? Because he was like, yeah. well, no, those, yeah. are the, those are perfect. You're, you're up to your house, your living court, nothing to do with me. And, exactly, and I don't use them. Yeah, every excuse to, <laughs> to try and save a bit of money, definitely. Did your did your paths cross much, you and Roy? Because I mean, he I can't remember. He left maybe late ninety eight, I think. So I guess you wouldn't mm. have had a whole lot of time working together. Yeah, no, didn't didn't have a lot. But again, I remember him being absolutely gorgeous. I mean, really, just kind of just very funny, very warm. Um, and again, just kind of all of these people that could have been so intimidating. Um, and and really weren't because they really went out of their way to just just treat us all as equals and you know for someone coming into a job me having never you know it was my first professional job you know straight out of school didn't know what I was doing mm. um, the fact that they were all so welcoming and so kind when they could have just thought oh god who's this kid rocking up what she didn't know what she's doing but they didn't they were just you know that I think they appreciate that you you're learning on the job and I think a lot of them you know, had a background where they, they, they learn on the job as well, whatever yeah. their first job was. So, um, the, you know, there was a real kindness there. Mm-hmm. It was interesting what you were saying earlier about how when you first came into the show, they were telling you just to make it bigger and mm. bigger. And, I, and I've mm. watched the family evolve a little bit just over like the six months because you, you came in in like July 97, I think. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And I... I I kept uh, getting Gemma in to come and watch some of your earlier scenes. Like, just, <laughs> what they've got them doing now, and you know, you and you've definitely seen the character mellow a little bit over the course of yeah. those six months. And was there a sense that, especially with this or this eco warrior story, was that a, an attempt to 
get put a bit more character to toy or a little sort of soften her a little bit make her feel a bit more human I guess yeah I think so I mean it wasn't something that I was sort of consciously aware of at the time um because again I was just sort of opening each script and going oh what am I doing this week what am I doing that week I wasn't kind of thinking of the long game as it were Mm. um but now that I can look back and see you know how clever it was what they were doing with with all of us I'll tell you what else I think is brilliant is is very quickly we so we had our our unit as a family that was very strong but very quickly we were integrated with every single character you know so Toya's got all her stuff with with Emily um, and Spider, and then she ends up working in the cafe, so I had a lot of stuff with Roy. And, you know, and then you've got um, Leanne, obviously, with, you know, marrying Nick, and then there's the, the, the Platts, and then I think she ends up working very soon in the cabin with Rita. You've mm. got Les, who's in the Rovers. He's kind of chatting with everybody and anybody. And then you've got Janice in the factory with all the factory girls. So we really were. They just, it was like, it was like roots that spread you know, and we just we were we were forced out in, to integrate with all these different characters, and so it feels like when you're watching the stuff that's on now, it feels like we've been there for two years, not like six, mm. seven months. So yeah, they, they, I mean, I, I just don't know if that was because we were a much smaller cast. That's definitely a part of it. Um, but but yeah, we were in. You know, al- almost every episode I've watched has, has been at least two or three, if not four, Batterspies in every episode. Yeah, I guess it was it was partly Brian Park, you know, putting a stamp on it, and he. I think he took yeah. a bit of a risk bringing the Batterspies in because he came yeah. up with some. There was quite some stiff um, opposition to you when you first came in, wasn't it? And I think I guess he yeah. must have been saying, "No, I'm, this is what I brought to the the, the Coronation Street. I'm going to make sure that they're, you know, get get their roots in." Yeah, absolutely. And he was, you know, whatever people thought of him, completely unapologetic. He was like, look, I'm the boss. This is a decision. You know, I know it was controversial at the time because there were certain people who were, you know, were let go, shall we say. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, as you say, you know, when we when we first came into the show, there were, you know, polls on CFAX. Uh, kids, you'll have to look up what that is. Uh, CFAX and Teletext. And then there were things in all the tabloids saying this is the this family are destroying the show. And, you know, and it was, but it was short-lived because he had the confidence and the courage of his convictions. And he was like, no, I'm going to, you know, we're sticking with this. As I say, we're going to throw, you know, Le- Leanne's going to go and work with Rita. You know, Toy's going to have stuff with Emily. You know, pairing together characters who you would, would never normally think would, would find themselves you know, together, whether that's a working relationship or a friendship. Um, and that brings out something different and unique in the characters and, and those kind of really interesting, those interesting pairings. I mean, I had it I had it a lot because I had um, scenes where Ken Barlow is giving um, Toya, like, private tuition. So I had a lot of one-on-one scenes with Bill. Mm. Um, you know, the stuff that I had with, with David Nielsen um, in the calf and then of course the stuff with with Eileen Derbyshire um who played Emily um so I was really lucky you know looking back as a young actress getting to work with these you know hugely experienced you know really really clever actors um you know every single day it was terrific Mm -hmm. and then we also had of course Martin Hancock who came in just what three four months after you I guess playing Spider I've I've loved seeing him come back again he was great wasn't he he really was do you know what he really was and again I've got a newfound appreciation because you know obviously we got on brilliantly and we had a lot of fun together but now I've kind of taken a step back and I'm looking and going do you know what again that was a really bold characterisation because he again really went for it and he was he was like I don't you know he didn't worry what people thought um 
this was a character that had been brought in to really shake things up. Um, and he absolutely committed to it and went for it. And we had, again, we hadn't seen a character like that no, on, you know, primetime TV. We, we just didn't. And it's, I think it's really interesting with where we're at now in terms of um, activism and the environment. And, you know, it was we were kind of ahead of our time in a way, mm. you know, with, with those kind of things. But no, I thought he was, um, yeah, just, just a really bold, bold character and just, and, and, yeah, just a great addition to the show. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed seeing uh, Toya kind of getting a head turned by him, and get, that, yeah. that's kind of softened her a bit, hasn't it? Because she she came in yeah. so hard and didn't care about anything, just sort of sitting yeah. in front of the telly, and then she's seen this this guy that's made her swoon, and that's what's kind of yeah. started to give her those principles, isn't it? Oh, definitely, and I think and she's he still a vegan that to this day. She, she wouldn't yeah, be cooking well, that, all those veggie lasagnas if it wasn't for Spider, she, she would she? Listen, she's perfected that veggie lasagna. <laughs> but um, no, you're absolutely right. And, and that character, Spider, he, he shaped the woman that she still is today. Yeah. That's You know, I think that's very um, obvious. But I also think what's interesting is is that, that Toya was... We, we saw that different side to her when she was taken away from the family because I always felt that... Um, Leanne was, you know, she was the cooler sister. She was the one that was a bit more streetwise, a bit more savvy. Yeah. Um, and Toya was kind of just kind of, you know, running around after her and trying to be like her. And when when deep down she was actually a bit softer and a bit more gentle. Mm. Um, but, you know, that thing of the slightly older just wanting to be like her. But as soon as she was taken away from her and, and you know, meeting a new group of people with different kind of ideals, you know, something something came out in her that I think was probably always there, but she hadn't been able to express in that family environment. You know, they'd have torn however many strips off her. Can you imagine if yeah. she'd always been like that? So, <laughs> again, it's, it's bringing those characters out, mixing them with different people that brings different things out in them. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like you were... Did it feel like it was a, a supposed to be an issue storyline at the time? Because... Well, did, did you even have, was there such a thing as issues, stories in soaps? It, it, it feels like it's been a little bit more of a a modern creation. Yeah, no, was I think it just it a story? <laughs> I think it was just a story, Michael. Because you know what else? I think what's different about the way that we address issues now is, for a start, we have things like social media. We have, um, there are always, um, there's a lot of publicity around the charities that soaps use to help with research. Mm. Um Often you'll have, you know, people doing interviews and they'll be talking about different charities. And I, I just think, although that might have been going on behind the scenes back in the day, it just wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't really talked about in the same way. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to do an issue-based storyline about, you know, X, Y, or Z. It was just, right, what can we do with these characters? And, it, yeah. and, and they sometimes found themselves falling into an issue, but it wasn't... It wasn't set out as such. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. It, it makes me wonder how different it would be if, say, they brought Spider back now and they wanted to have, you know, taken, taken, what, like you said, with all the, the current thinking going on with activism yeah. and Greta Thunberg and everything, would they bring <clears throat> Spider back and then make a different, you know, make more of a deal of it now? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, well, I'm trying to think how much, how much of the protests have you seen watching it? Did you see any of the Alf Back Garden protests? I'm trying to pinpoint um, when you started watching. <laughs> I tell you what I saw. I didn't this this just I was like, this is so of a different time. So I saw a bit where we were at Alf's back garden mm. or weirdly sort of side garden, it felt like. Yes. And um and the uh the, the, the Weatherfield Gazette 
uh, turned up. So there was a journalist and a photographer. Mm. And the photographer, so Toya's in her school uniform. Bear in mind, at this point, she is still 15, right? She's not even 16. And he's going, there's a scene, I mean, I was outraged. There's a scene where he's kind of getting her to, like, pull her skirt up a bit and, you know, look a bit pouty and he's kind of make these images. I don't know. I don't want to say the word sexy because she, I mean, she was a schoolgirl. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of really close to the bone where you just think. I know, I thought. Did it feel weird at the time, or did you just kind of go along with it because uh, that's that's what you were that's what was in the script? I absolutely just went along with it. Honestly, mm. it wouldn't. Have, I'd have just thought, oh, this is funny. Oh, I mean, honestly, just yeah, you opened your script. What did it say? Right, that's what I'm doing today. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, didn't question it at all. Um, but yeah, I don't think. Well, I certainly think that if that happened in episode now, there would be consequences for mm. that photographer. It wouldn't just be, oh, look at this. You know, it was almost, it, it just had a different a different feel, didn't it? And that there was, you know, characters who now you'd go, God, that's really pervy. Then you'd go, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that's a bit camp. It just, we just, we just look at things differently now, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same with like the character of Reg Holdsworth, isn't it? Uh, your past didn't cross because he'd left about six months before you joined, I think. But yeah. You can, yeah. I don't think you get aware of the yeah. character like no. that now. No, I don't think you would. I don't think you would. <laughs> so with, with the photographer, there was also um, Ian Kershaw, who played the journalist, didn't he? Yeah. He then went on to marry Julie Hesmanhouse. So that was he quite did. a nice little link. Yeah, I know. He was lovely. I did um, I did have a crush on him at the time. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, because I was like, oh, he's, oh who's this? Who's this? Dishy guy, yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, and then and then you know, a, a while later, he and Julie got together and and um, and got married, and they're just yeah, what a fantastic couple, really lovely, funny, talented couple. Yeah, and, um, and now he writes yeah, for no, the show. Was, he does, he does write for the show. I love that how it's kind of come full circle. It's it's mm. great. Yeah, yeah. But, but when I've been watching all these protest stuff, have you seen any of the Red Rex stuff yet? Has that started for you? Yes, I have, yeah. and I've seen the stuff with um, Emily up the tree. And, have you? Yeah. It just, I'm just watching it thinking, God, that looks cold. Was it? Oh. <laughs> was it? It was awful to film. Honestly, it must have been like, you know was it January, December? It was, uh, honestly, even to this day, and I have done lots of different crazy things on different jobs, but still to this day, I remember that is one of the coldest shoots I have ever done, ever. Um, We probably all had, like, the start of hypothermia. I mean, honestly, um, but, yeah, we just, we just, we just got on with it. I mean, it's funny because thinking about now, like if it was in that situation now, I probably would have maybe just spoke up and gone, oh, is there any chance I could get if we got any hot water bottles or any, you know, I would have, <laughs> you know, in a polite way just said, I'm freaking freezing here. Is there any chance I can get something? Yeah. But at the time, again, you know, it's just, you know, first job. And I mean, if they'd said to me, oh, you're just going to be sat here in, you know, a vest and shorts, I'd been like, okay. <laughs> because you know it was again you just do whatever they, they tell you to do yeah fine um but yeah i do remember um doing um strange hours obviously i mean i'm thinking night shoots but maybe it wasn't night shoots as in like till three in the morning but maybe say till midnight or something yeah. um yeah and just being freezing but i do remember also really enjoying it and something about being on location that felt really exciting and really different mm. um so I, I i did love it did you like? Did you film all the bits all in one go, or or did it go over a, a series of weeks? Because it's it's felt like it's it's stretched out for quite a while. Yeah, I feel like it was a few days. I mm. don't I don't remember it being weeks. Um, 
Because I can't even remember how we did it. I mean, I know back then you shot all the episodes for a week in a week. Mm. That was it. That was how it, it was just, right, this week we're doing this week's episodes, next week we're doing next week's episodes. Not like now where we have multiple units and it's all crossed over and um, more episodes. Um, so that would suggest that that we went, we were there for several weeks in a way, but I can't mm. remember whether they just grouped it all together as a one-off Let's do four days here and get them all in the can, and then didn't you yeah, used I can't, to do I can't the, Didn't you used to do the location filming on the weekends? We used to do well. I think what we used to do on a Sunday was we used to do all the exterior street scenes, and we used to do. Uh, they used to do the factory people who were in the factory. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think probably a lot of it was on a Sunday, but. I'm looking at that stuff with the Red Wreck and there was so much of it that I'm thinking it must have spread over into into weekdays as well because there was a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you, was there much, like, interference from the public? Was it at Heaton Park? Yes, yeah. it was. Did, did you have to, like, you know, clear off the public or...? No, again, I don't think so because we were filming at night yeah. and it was in the depths of winter, so I don't think anyone was mad enough to have been there. So I don't really remember having an issue with, with people sort of standing around or anything. That's funny. I wonder how different it would be these days, whether more people would turn up. I suppose with things like with your social media and everything, the, the yeah. word would spread that you were there possibly more. I don't, I don't know. Exactly. I think exactly that, definitely. I think, yeah, that 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 is the case. You'd have the papers showing up and everything. Because yeah. this was this was just you know on the eve of mobile phones and and mm. social media and everything, wasn't it? It was just that that little period before that still still kind of feels a bit modern, especially with Brian mm. Parts' influence in it. But you still you haven't got yeah. you haven't got the internet yet, really. You haven't got some of the characters have got phones, but m- many haven't. Most haven't, yeah, yeah. Well, that going back to the stuff with um, Jack and Vera when Vera is when they removed the stairs and she stuck her upstairs. The fact that I was just thinking, we'll just call someone on your mobile, but then of course she doesn't have a mobile, yeah. and then she's trying to get Natalie like bring the 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 home phone and stretch it up the stairs, and it won't <laughs> quite reach. And so even that, and I tell you what else I found that there's quite a few things where you go, gosh, it was such a different time. There was a scene in the pub where like one of the um, one of the the supporting artists, the extras, was just like smoking at the bar. Yeah. And even that now you go, what's that like? Just those, you know, the world has moved on, but those kind of things make it feel really old, you know. Yeah, it makes me wonder whether people who are watching it now, who a bit younger than us, that that weren't around back then, do they watch that and go, "Wow, was it was it really like that?" Because because I, I, yeah. I watch it with a bit of a nostalgic feeling, and oh, sure. I remember when it was like that, but. I wonder how much of a different world it feels like to, to the younger viewers. <clears throat> I know, I'd love to... Yeah, it wasn't around for, you know, the, the first time around who's watching it now. I'd love to know what they make of it all. It must be like a sort of modern history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's let's talk about some other stories then. What else have we enjoyed? Oh, the, this, the Nick and Leanne's wedding. That's, that mm. was, that's so funny. Mm. It, I mean, both Toya and Leanne have changed so much since the early days. Yeah, yeah. She, she's not really recognisable, Leanne, now particularly, but um, she, she was, again, so hard-faced back in the days, but I could still see a little bit of a softening to her because of her falling in love with Nick. Yeah, yeah, they're actually they're really sweet together, aren't they? I know. Really sweet together. Adam and then, Nick is so you know <laughs> delightfully oh, dopey. <laughs> you're so you're so right. It's weird because obviously we, I'm so used to 
to Ben Price um, and his his version of Nick, who is you know just fantastic. Um, that in a way I've sort of forgotten what what Adam's Nick was like because it was just so long ago. We were all just so accepting now, aren't we, of Ben? And yeah. that's the character. Um, so I couldn't really before I'd watched, I couldn't really tell you what what Nick was like then, you know. But having watched it, he's really endearing. You're right, he's kind of goofy, yeah, isn't he? Yes, he, he really is. And, um, and it's very much kind of Leanne who wears the trousers. Um, uh, but together, they're really sweet, you know. They are like a little Romeo and Juliet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been... It's been yeah, really cute. And actually, the scene where where she they're about to get married, and she reveals that she's got this dress, um, and she tells him that she nicked it, and oh, yeah. he's absolutely mortified. And he's like, "No, this is not how we want to start our married life. We've got to be respectable. You know, people aren't going to take us seriously." And you can see her face fall, and then she kind of makes up this lie where she says she's borrowed it from a mate, and you know yeah. damn well she hasn't borrowed it from a mate; she's nicked it. Yeah, um, but he believes her. That as was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was those little details really interesting. I'd kind of forgotten that about him that he was the one saying, "No, we need to be, you know, respectable and upstanding members of society if we're going to be accepted." And I yeah. I'd kind of I had forgotten about that. Yeah, we we said earlier about us being able to see the beginning of Roy and Haley's relationship, but I mean Nick and Leanne, they're, they're kind of still going yeah. strong all this time later. Yeah. I mean, they've had their breaks. Sure, it's they've funny. had their little um, their collar piece breaks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny watching that. This this is the beginning of a, an an epic Coronation Street romance. I know. Yeah, who'd have known that? You know, yeah. 20, 23, 24 years on. Yeah, yeah. just brilliant. What, and if Gail had had her way, it wouldn't have got any, any further past uh, the opening stages, would it? No. She's I been know. Great. I've, I've been loving watching Gail and just her, how much she's hated the idea of Leanne as a daughter in law and not yeah. having anything to do with her. She's been, you know. Well, it's it. just got it's just got shades of her relationship with Ivy, hasn't it? It's yeah. just moved on one generation. It's really clever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of it like that. But, um, yeah, just being the, the mother-in-law from hell, really. The, ex- exactly. So she suffered that with Ivy, who was, oh, God, what a fantastic character she was. Mm. Um, and then, and now, now she's turned into the nightmare mother-in-law herself. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's really clever. Yeah, and then, and then you've got Martin, I suppose, who is a bit of the bit of the Don, just kind of mm. trying to rein her in a little bit and, you know, thinking that this... Yeah. Because you still haven't seen the bit, obviously, where... Gail has found out about the wedding, have you? No, I can't wait so to watch that later. I know, I can't <laughs> wait. That's still to come. Um, yeah. What else is it? Oh, John and Deirdre. Oh. What, what a story is, that was. This is this has always been probably one of, if not my favourite, Coronation Street story. And just that's just been cemented now, watching it again. Do you know what I think is so incredible? So when people think about that storyline... We remember that scene in the dock where Deidre has been found guilty and she's sobbing and going, I didn't do any of it. You know, that famous yeah. scene that they, they re- pull out for all the, the clip shows. Yeah. But actually, the work that went into that storyline from Annie, Annie Kirkbride, the, the weeks and months before, as, as everything's just slowly unravelling yeah. and just her kind of her vulnerability and just the... the embarrassment of feeling you know so so humiliated and ashamed and uh, and her relationship with with ken and uh, with liz just her portrayal was just fantastic because it was so believable mm. and although you're kind of screaming at her and you're going oh god you need to wake up woman um you're also going you can see how this does happen to people 
Um, oh, I am just loving it. I think the way it was plotted was just fantastic. It's been so cleverly done. I mean, you, you've missed a lot of the groundwork for it. Um, yeah. It, it's been building up over the past few months. And I, I think that must be one of the earliest storylines that I remember. I mean, I started watching Corey about 94, 95 or something, so it was a bit before then. But I, th- I think this story with Deirdre is, is one of the first you know, big ones that I remember really, really being invested in. And, and, and like yeah. you said, watching it again, back again, has just cemented how, how much I loved it. So clever. Yeah. And, 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 um, and Deirdre is made out to look like... You know, well, Ken's accusing her and saying, well, surely, surely you must have... You must have known. Everyone's saying yeah. that, and then even Ken is. And but it was so cleverly done that she, she, she had no reason to suspect him, really. Yeah. No, it was. It was terrific, and also it was a real slow burn of a storyline. You know, it was. It was. They'd really invested in it and 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 just plotted it so so carefully and so brilliantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and I remember, I remember they got um, you know, the, the whole kind of free Deirdre campaign. Yeah. And I remember that they got Jane and I to wear the t-shirts. Oh yeah. With her face on behind the bars, and we were on like the front page of I want to say like the Sun or like one of the one of those tabloids. But yeah, they had us on the Jane and I on the front page, looking kind of serious and moody and pouty, like our go-to expression. <laughs> but wearing these these t-shirts. That's so funny. Do, are you kind of? Do, do you like the fact that Toy has been softened a bit since then, or would you like to see a bit more, yeah, you know, of her pouty side coming mm. back? I think. Yeah, it's funny you should say that, Michael. Um, no, I've got, um, I have got, I've got a few seasons, I can't say too much, but I have got a few seasons no, coming no spoilers, up where no spoilers. there's a little bit, no, absolutely no spoilers, would never do that, but certainly <laughs> where, where there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of, of spirit, shall we say, a little bit of, you know, I think, I think she still has that, and I certainly think um, that, that because she's so loyal, that if someone were to hurt anyone that she loves or cares about that that's when she'll get feisty yeah. you know um and i still think that that is there and any opportunity to kind of show that um because yeah you don't want to completely lose who who that person was um mm. so yeah it's just about trying to get a balance i think between a character that has evolved and who doesn't evolve over 24 yeah. years i mean no one's the same and it's still great um, seeing but, the scenes with you and jane together like we saw um you know, in last night's episode where, mm. um, where where Toya's having a go at Leanne for getting involved, or she thinks she's getting involved with this mm-hmm. new guy, Harvey, but it's actually mm-hmm. the, the drugs, the drugs dealer. Yeah. So it's, it's not completely gone. Yeah, no, not at all. And I honestly think if, if, yeah, if Jane and I, A, weren't best friends in real life, and B, didn't have all that history, I don't think, you know, we would have that special connection that people seem to really respond to as, as sisters and it comes very easily it feels very very natural when we're working together it's always just oh great I've got scenes with Jane oh fab you know you know it's going to kind of take care of itself um yeah and that that comes from that extraordinary history that we've got together yeah hasn't she been brilliant these past you know six oh. eight months or so I, I can't but she's she's just I can't even stop I don't even know how she's just not a wisp of a human. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, but she's not. She's coming in every day. She, I mean, honestly, she's just blown me away. I mean, I, I always knew she was terrific, but I mean, I feel like she's just been like carrying the show the last year. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And I think also because, I mean, normally, as you know, what happens is when someone has a huge storyline like the, the Oliver one, then they kind of take a back seat. 
they're usually written out for a bit. They get to have a bit of a breather. But Jane has gone straight into this this storyline with Simon and Harvey, and so she's had absolutely no respite at all. It's just been like nonstop. Um, yeah, and I think she's yeah she's just been amazing. I mean, in a way, it, it's testament to how good she is that they just. They don't want to give her a break. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think they're like, oh, we could do this and we could do that, but you know, she will, she will get a bit of um, a bit of downtime soon, yeah. um, and hopefully, she'll, you know, things will start opening up again, and she can actually, you know, do some nice, enjoyable things with her family. Yeah, yeah. I'm just having a look. I've made a few notes here about the classic mm. Chloe thing. I'm thinking what else we have. Oh, I know. Speaking of mother-in-laws, um, we had. Um, Mama Habib, didn't we? Toya's kind yes, of mother-in-law Kim. making a very early appearance yes. as uh, Deirdre's brief. That was quite fun. Yeah. What was it like seeing her I again? I know. Oh, well, I always remembered her. I mean, I always said um, to Kim sort of more recently that I remember... Um, I remembered her from from back in the day because I remember just thinking that she was um, oh gosh she's this oh she's so beautiful and glamorous and fabulous and she's playing this solicitor you know thinking kind of looking up to her a bit although she was so super young herself then yeah. um, but you know back back then when I was seventeen I, I've sort of looked up to her now I look back and go gosh she was she was really young herself and mm. having to work with those really well established characters and have such authority like God you'd be just so nervous wouldn't you. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's always lovely, isn't it, when you when you look back and you see um, characters, you know, when they they were in a, a different identity playing someone else, and that that happens a lot on on these kind of long running shows, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So speaking about fam- uh, characters' ages, that's that's been mm. something that's that I've remarked on. Like, obviously, back in the day, I think everyone, all the characters were just older than me, but now watching mm. it, it's like, oh, they're actually quite a bit younger. Like, um, they were talking about Hayley's age the other day, and she's, like, in her late 20s, and I was like, oh, <gasps> what, my God. <laughs> like, so it's I'm funny 10 years older than Hayley was when she first yes. started. And... So Jane and I have been having the same conversation, like, texting each other all the time. Um, so I was watching stuff with, um, with Deirdre and Liz, and I was like... I actually think, oh my gosh, they, I mean, they were around the age that we are now. Yeah. Annie may be a couple of years older, but certainly Bev was around the age I am now, if not younger. And and I find that astonishing. It's not because they look old. It's it's just because, you know, remembering it, you know, at the time, yeah, they were just, they were so grown. You know, I looked up to them. They were, they were grown ups. They were adults. They were experienced. Yeah. And now I'm kind of going, oh God, that's, that's us now. That's that's where we're supposedly at now. Um, but yeah, just the ages of everybody. You know, I'm sort of googling everyone on everybody's at Wikipedia, trying to work out everybody's ages. Going, oh god, that person that I thought was really, really old was actually only about fifty. But I thought they were like an old nana. Do you know what I mean? I know. So I yeah, I agree that the age thing is is really been very amusing to me, but also slightly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I noticed at the time. What an age gap there was between Roy and Haley. Because again, to me, like, mm. as p- teenage Michael watching it, it's just like they're older than me. Yeah, why, why not those together? But yeah, there was quite a, quite a gap there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. I mean, I don't even. Know. Yeah, the, what what would um, what would Roy have been then? Sort of mid to late f- mid forties. I guess so. Yeah. Mid late forties. Um, yeah, and she was late twenty. Yeah, gosh, I mean, huge then. Old I, don't, to, I don't remember that yeah. like the age gap being commented on at all. No, not at all. I mean, again, I think it's um, if it was if it was the other way around, it's it's always more, 
it's always more noted, isn't it, when you have um, a younger guy with mm. an older woman, even still to this day. Unfortunately, we're, you know, people still have that attitude, don't they? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Back then, it just wasn't even something that was considered. No, no. That's so funny. So, uh, well, I think we kind of covered most of it, or, or the, mm. the main bits that I've been in, I've sort of really interested yeah. in. How, how have you generally found, you know, the the reaction on social media since the batters biz have come into it because I, I guess you were probably half dreading you know what what would be yeah. what people would say but have people yeah, generally been nice about it of course because i know what social media is like you know you, you go oh god here we go um it's been so positive i can't believe it it's so That's sweet good. um i just think again maybe it's people that are our sort of age that that sort of remember growing up with you know especially with Toyo and Leanne um people have just been really kind really um affectionate and you know enjoyed the nostalgia um and and yeah and lots of comments about how how different we were I guess you know god I'd forgotten that Toyo and Leanne were such brats is what a lot of people <laughs> are saying god they got up to so much um but no people I mean honestly I feel like I'm tempting fate now I'm going to get a load of trolling but honestly people have been so positive um it's been yeah really really lovely yeah yeah and I've seen that uh, Bruce and Vicky have been putting out a few posts as well so yeah so it must be quite nice they, 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 I've seen Bruce has been on a couple of um other podcasts or chat shows and yes. everything so that must have been nice for him to be able to, to talk about the good good times back on Corey definitely and he did you know and he did and does love love the show i mean yeah. really really you know um you know you, you yeah he, he so he will always you know speak very fondly about it um so yeah so yeah fun. you're right it must be nice for them to be sort of reliving it yeah he's been so so much fun and i, I can totally see back in the 90s people thought all oh, these batters are coming in and destroying my show because you know mm. they're, they're used to it being a certain way but now you know, I know it turns out fine. I can watch it and go. They, they yeah. were they were great. Les Les falling, uh, Les, Les crawling along the attics and um, going into yeah. Emily's house and uh, nutting curly and all that. It's, yeah. it's just a laugh. It is. You're right. It is just a laugh, isn't it? It is. It's, and also, and the relationship between Les and Janice is just brilliant as I well. Know. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right. And I do. I kind of watch it with with. A real fondness and, and just a new and a different appreciation of it I think yeah yeah I think so and uh, just a bit of you know 90s nostalgia is always good anyway for, for oh, people definitely. Are, right? yeah, there's an awful yeah. lot of Spice Girls in the background I'm noticing yes well of course <laughs> it all started didn't it with, well, the, the, with uh, Leanne doing the, the whole Spice Girls um, yeah, routine in the factory <laughs> um, but also I remember we were referred to and I don't know if it was um someone whether it was a journalist or it was one of our press officers or someone who coins the term secondhand spice girls <laughs> so that's what we were kind of known we, you know so we had like jane had a they sort of bleached the front bit of her fringe so it kind of went so she was a bit like ginger spice and i had crazy sometimes crazy hairdos that were a bit like baby spice you know yeah. kind of little pigtaily things so yeah we were we were sort of known as the yeah the second hand spice girls um but you're right there's loads of it and just all the music and everything they've got in the, in the background it's funny actually i was watching a scene the other day where they had music on in roy's roles which was really jarring because mm. obviously we don't have that now and it was so loud it was like a blooming club and I was like gosh this is just it really kind of jumped out to me I thought 
yeah, obviously we don't, you know, Roy certainly wouldn't have that nowadays, but um, it did sort of make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they went years without having any kind of background music in Korean. And I think it must have been in the 90s at some point. They mm. just decided, let's start putting background music everywhere. Like they had the jukebox and the Rovers, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you reckon you're going to try and carry on watching some of the older episodes even? I mean, it's, it's a bit of a, <laughs> a bit difficult to watch all of them, you know, two a day. But you, you're going to dip, keep dipping in every now and then, I'm do you reckon? I'm definitely going to keep dipping in. Yeah, it's just a really nice... And, you know, obviously they're only, like, whatever they are, 23 minutes. And yeah. um, just a really nice thing to kind of dip into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think, as you say, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep on top of the, the 10 episodes a week on top of trying to watch... <laughs> Corey as it is now because I can't yeah. even keep up with that <laughs> um but yeah it's one of those things if you've got you know if you've got a, a free afternoon or you know a, a Sunday afternoon or something it's a really nice thing to just to just put on and just just enjoy kind of wallowing in it and just remembering all those those wonderful characters yeah see the, the habit that I've got into now with it is I watch it before I go into work in the mornings and and with my with my virgin tv you've got this feature where you can watch things like slightly faster so I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching sped are you, up are you, Oh, that's so, so funny. It's everyone's voice. Because sometimes, like, Jane and I, sometimes it. our voices were a bit like that. And we'd be like, oh, I'm not doing... So we must sound ridiculous no, it's, 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 it's not pitching it up. It's just making it ever so slightly faster. And then you, you notice oh. it sometimes when there is music going on in the background. Or even when they, when it goes to the break, it's like... Da, 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 da. <laughs> but uh, that, that's how I'm finding I'm able to get through it. And then it's like half an hour before, uh, before I go into school every morning. Uh, yeah. It's just about managing it. Are you, are you kind of... Do you remember what happens next? Do you think, kind of watching it, thinking, "Oh, I wonder what happens here," or is it like, "Ah, oh, this is going to, you know, lead to to such and such"? At the moment, I haven't got a clue. Honestly, I, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Um, I can't. Yeah, I sort of know. In terms of my own stuff, I remember what storylines I had. So things like, um, and it was referenced in in current Corey about Toya hitchhiking to London to go and find oh, a yeah, dad. Yeah. So I think that must be coming up at some point because it was, you know, she was still very, it was still quite early on. I was still very young then. Um, so that's going to be coming up at some point. Um, a few other bits and bobs, but in terms of what's going on for other characters, no, I can't, I can't remember at all. So I suppose you're um, a bit like, like me, you kind of remember some of the big headlines, like we know that Deirdre's going to get sent down. And, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same with me. It's kind of a a bit of a of a mystery, and and then when it happens, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. And other times I can be watching it thinking, oh, I know I must have watched this back at the time, but I've got, got no got memory no of it. recollection. Absolutely. Well, imagine being me. I'm watching it, going, I have no recollection. Don't remember filming this. Don't remember this. Never seen this scene before. Um, I guess I've filmed, you know, however many thousands and thousands of scenes of yeah. you know Corrie and other shows since then it's just flown out of my head I just can't I just can't remember it yeah that, that must be so weird because you think well I was definitely there there's, there's evidence well, in front yeah, of my eyes yeah. but... exactly I'm not like a hologram or something it's, <laughs> it's definitely me but um but no it is it's, it, it, it keeps it fun actually not knowing every single thing that's going to happen it's it kind of makes it more more fun to watch yeah the other thing i remember that's going to be coming up for toya is um it, it doesn't spider have another another girlfriend coming up log, or, log. yeah she must be coming yes. up soon played by the brilliant zoe henry who is is a regular in emmerdale she's been in emmerdale for years now. Oh, really? yeah um yes yeah log and then obviously um 
Oh, that's, when you, that's when you do jealous. your prawns. You're uh, your antifreeze in the prawns, isn't <laughs> oh, <God>. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, she. Yeah, she's lovely. But yeah, she. Yeah, she's. Um, she's a, a regular in. In. Well, she's been in Emmerdale for quite a long time. Ten, maybe fifteen years. Oh, I don't I know. No idea. Um, but yeah, you're right. That must be coming up really soon. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'm also looking forward to is the stuff with um with Zoe and the cult because yes. <laughs> That was weird back then, so that's going to be another one that I'm going to watch. Does it is it going to seem weird, or is it just going to be like, oh, whatever? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But no, you're right. I'm looking for. I was thinking. I was remembering that the cult of Nirab, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was an anagram of Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really Brilliant. nice that you um you 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 were you're friends with um with Joe. I don't I don't know. I realised yeah. that until you told me. If, a year yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I love it. And then she's gone on to do her downtown, so she's doing pretty well for herself, isn't she? Oh, she's do- yeah, she's done so well. And yeah. she's still just, honestly, just so... She's just so lovely. We did, um, me and Jane and Joe all had a Zoom catch-up um, during during one of the lockdowns. Um, yeah. And it's lovely, because even if we don't see each other for a long time, when we, when we the three of us, when we... When we together or have a chat it just feels like no time has passed at all because mm. you know we went through so much together we were so young and um, those real formative years um so yeah it's lovely to see see her do so well because she's she's a real good egg you know she really deserves it yeah hey well wouldn't it be funny if she came back to Corrie as like the leader of the cult of Nirav and completely you know <laughs> oh, oh my god that would be amazing she comes in I think and try and brainwash but that would be fabulous <laughs> Brilliant. And, uh, and um, the, what's the name of the uh, the actor who played the? Was it Burn Gorman or something who played the? Um... Oh yes, I forgot it was him. Yeah, because he's, he's he's gone on to do loads of stuff. Yeah, he was in Game of Thrones for a bit as well, wasn't he? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'd completely forgotten that it was him. But it, yes, of course it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look forward to watching that. Lots of good stuff coming up. Right. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Georgia. It's oh, been Michael, lovely I've loved it. As always. And, uh, my pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope you carry on enjoying all the old chorus. Right? Yeah, I will. Well, Thanks, Michael. No worries. Nice Take care. To you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.